Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some basics with backwashing your pool filter and some common things that go wrong with your particular backwash system. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I suppose I should start by defining backwashing of a filter. And this can only be done with a DE or a sand filter. So you can't backwash a cartridge type filter. Backwashing is two different processes depending on the filter type and the type of backwash valve. One of them will let water in into the inside of the filter grids, and this is for a D filter, I should specify that. So the D filter has grids in there, and so one type of backwashing actually lets water inside the grids, and this pushes everything off of the outside of the grids, and this is what will expel everything out of the backwash. Um, portion of your plumbing. You, either there's a pipe on the from the backwash valve itself, and this is where all the dirty filter water comes out. Now the ones that reverse the flow into the grids are usually the piston type backwash, and these are the ones that you pull up. You kind of turn and then pull up, and then it activates the backwash, and this reverses the flow. Then there's the multi-port valve, which is a valve that, of course, because of the name, has multiple ports on it. And you may have backwash, rinse, close, winterize, um, waste, and these are all different modes that the backwash valve can go into. This one basically just stirs up the water in the filter, and this gets everything out of the filter. You'll find these more commonly on a sand filter. And you're also going to find the piston-type backwash valves on sand filters, although they won't reverse the flow into the grids like with a D filter because they don't have grids and it's not going to work that way. But they're effective also. And you'll find most sand filters with the multi-port valve, however, and you'll find most D filters, at least in my area, with the piston-type backwash valve. Let me talk about some things that can go wrong, and I'll start with the piston-type valve since they're very common in my area. The first problem with the piston-type valves you're going to run into, well, there's actually two main problems that I notice a lot. And the first one is there's still water dripping out of the backwash line, even after you put it back in the filter position with the backwash piston. The other problem is you can't pull the piston up or turn it because it just won't budge. There's no, you know, it's all locked up and you're not able to pull up that piston to put it in backwash mode. Or you'll you'll be able to pull up the piston, but you won't be able to get it go, to go back down to put it back in filter mode. So both these problems are from the piston itself. There's these O-rings on there. There's two O-rings, two main O-rings. There's one at the very top. So it's leaking from the top, then you have that problem. But mainly, it's the problem with the O-rings either expanding or having a crack of some kind and that lets water through when you have the piston in a down position. 
And changing the O-ring solves the problem. Now, sometimes it's very difficult to get the actual piston out to change the O-ring. What you do is you take the nut on top and you just spin it, and then you should be able to pull that piston free. Sometimes the O-rings have expanded so much that you just can't get any play. There's a product called Zero Lubricant that has been used successfully to lube up these O-rings. It may take a couple days of applying it to get them to where you can pull it up. You can also remove all the D-grids if it's a D-filter. And through the inside of the filter, you can actually clip the O-rings out from the inside and pull the O-ring out of the piston that way. But I just tend to twist it back and forth slowly. You know, I keep applying upward pressure and you definitely want to keep this steady because you don't want to break the plastic piston. And eventually by moving it back and forth and by doing this, I'm able to get just about any stuck piston out of there. And of course, if you break it off in there, you have a lot more problems on your hands. So that's like the worst case scenario. I tend to replace the whole piston, um, you know, the whole piston itself when I find that it's getting old. And if I replace the O-rings, I'll do those on newer ones. But if the backwash valve is, you know, six or seven years old, I'll just get a whole new piston and it comes with the O-rings and that will just give the backwash piston or the backwash push-pull valve a whole new lifespan. And so replacing the pistons, which aren't super expensive, often helps. And replacing the O-rings before they get stiff like that, you can kind of tell when it's getting stiff. And the first telltale sign is when you pull it up, you have trouble pushing it back down. And that's a sign that you probably should change those O-rings at that moment. So you should carry some on your truck. And Hayward and Pentair, they're both different. And Pentair has a couple models, I believe. So you definitely want to carry the O-rings for each specific piston. It'll say on top of the handle Hayward or Pentair. So it's pretty simple to figure out which backwash piston you have. Plus, it matches the filter. So it's not really a guessing game. If you have a Hayward filter, it's going to have usually a Hayward piston. And a Pentair filter will have a, a Pentair piston. And that's the main issue with those push-pull valves is that those O-rings expand in there. They swell up and it makes it hard for you to pull up the piston and push down the piston. Now the leak coming from the bottom is the same thing. The O-ring is just not sealing and therefore water is getting past there when it's in filter mode and it'll be trickling out the bottom. Changing those O-rings will solve that issue also. So the push-pull pistons are very common. They're easy to use. They don't take up a lot of space. And a lot of pools here in my areas of Southern California use those pistons. Now the other type is the multi-port valve. This one has multiple ports in them. There's a lot of different models of these, even per specific filter brand. So Hayward has several models and Pentair has a few models of these. And so they're model specific. The parts are model specific also. So if you're replacing the spider gasket, and the spider gasket is the main part that fails on this. So let's say that you put the filter you have the filter and you backwash it, then you put it back in filter mode, but then you still see some dirt coming in or the D coming back in. That means that possibly the spider gasket has failed. This is a gasket. They call it a spider gasket because it's shaped like a kind of like a spider web. And this gasket keeps every port sealed and specific. And once this gasket fails, then the ports overlap. So you may see water running out of the backwash line when it's in filter mode, or you may again see dirt, DE, and debris going back into the pool in filter mode. Simply unscrew the top of the multi-port valve and see if the spider gasket is intact in there. 
Now getting the old spider gasket out takes some effort. You have to use a small screwdriver and just scrape all of it out if it's in the bottom. Now if the spider gasket's on the top of the multi-port, you can easily just get the top piece and just exchange that. And that again will give the multi-port new life anyway because then you have a whole new top piece of the multi-port. So it's kind of hit and miss depending on which particular multi-port valve you have. Some of them have the spider gasket on top. Others will have it on the base and then the top doesn't have it. And so you'll have to scrape that out of there and then you'd have to glue in a new one and you have to glue in the spider gasket otherwise it's going to come right out when the pool activates. So you can use any waterproof super glue. You can use silicone. Whatever's going to hold it in there. When you get the old one out you got to be careful when you scrape it out. You don't you know, damage that area. Otherwise, a new gasket is not going to seal in there properly. Properly, but that's the main fail area of the multi-port. Now, when you use the multi-port valve, you want to go. You want to go in a clockwise direction, and go in one direction. It, it'll it'll extend the life of the multi-port. If you notice you're having trouble changing the multi-ports of the ports, there's actually a spring inside there, and that wears out. It's really a little bit difficult to change that spring. And of course, if you take it to your local pool store, they can probably change it for you, but it's a bit of a hassle. And again, if you can replace the top of it, I would recommend that because once that spring starts to wear out, more than likely that multi-port is like seven to 10 years old and it's probably due for an upgrade anyway. So replacing the top portion. Now the model number may be worn out and so that could be problematic, but hopefully you can read the model number because again, they're kind of specific per pool which multi-port they put on there so get the model number and then you can easily replace the spider gasket or the entire top piece of the multi-port if necessary if you're starting to see some wear on it you can do that i like the multi-port because you have multiple ports and it's an easy way to vacuum a pool to waste so let's say you have a pool and you had a windstorm and there's a lot of dirt on the bottom with the multi-port valve it's really nice because then you can connect a manual vacuum to the skimmer and you can turn on the pump once you put it in waste mode, you can turn on the pump and then all the water will bypass the filter and basically go out that pipe to wherever you have it. And sometimes you're going to need to put a backwash hose on there. I'm not a big fan of the backwash hoses because they're, they kink up, they're, they get dirty. They're just, you know, not the greatest. So what I like to do is clamp a regular pool hose onto the backwash line. I'll just use a, you know, a cheap pool hose, maybe a 20 foot. Then I'll clamp it on there. So whenever I need to backwash it a long distance, because maybe you the pool, the backyard's all cement, and you don't want to backwash it, of course, right there. So you want to put it maybe over the side where there's a planter or somewhere where it can drain off nicely. So using a regular pool hose on the backwash line is preferable to the backwash hose, which again can kink. They don't last very long. They're really a pain to store, and I just don't like them. So I just use a regular uh, pool hose for that. But on waste mode, Whenever you vacuum the pool and you have it on waste mode, you know, all the dirt and debris will go out and bypass the filter. It'll drain some water out of the pool, by the way. So if you're going to do this, I would suggest adding half an inch of water or so, so that you're not draining the pool too low. But it's definitely something that comes in really handy. When you're using, when you're backwashing a multi-port valve, you want to turn off the, turn off the pool, put it in backwash, turn on the pool, let it run for about a minute and a half to two minutes. You want to turn off the pool again, the pool pump. Then you want to turn the valve to rinse and put it in rinse for about, and then turn the pool pump on and leave it in rinse for about a minute. 
and then turn the pump off again and turn it back to filter mode. I find that if you don't use the rinse mode, a lot of times after you backwash it and you put it back to filter mode, sometimes the pool will kind of hiccup or burp dirt back in there. So definitely use that rinse mode when you have a D or sand filter and you're backwashing it. Now when you backwash a D filter with either the piston push-pull valve or the multi-port valve. And by the way, with the push-pull valve, you want to backwash it for one or two minutes also to get it thoroughly clean. You can pretty much tell when you're done, no more dirty water is coming out, and that means you've reached the end of the backwash. Now, you can do a couple tricks to kind of extend that. Let's say that you backwash it, and you still feel like there's more dirt and that needs to come out. You can turn everything off, put it back in filter mode, and turn the filter back on for 30 or 40 seconds. Turn it off and then put it back in backwash mode again and maybe more stuff will come out. And this is, you know, something that you can do and it's a little trick that helps sometimes, you know, give you a better backwash, especially if the first one is only dirty for 30 or 40 seconds and you know that you would like more stuff coming out of it. You can again turn the pool off, put it back in filter mode for about a minute, 30 seconds to a minute, turn it off, put it back in backwash mode and then give it one more backwashing. The question is always how much DE do you put back in after backwashing? And that's kind of one of those things where you're going to learn that filter, and it just depends on the filter size, how much DE comes out of it. Each filter is a little bit different, and some manufacturers say to put half of what you originally charged it with back in. In most cases, that's too much. So if you charged it with, let's say, 12 scoops of DE, putting six scoops back in after backwashing may be a little excessive. So I always try to go a little less than what the manufacturer says, and it seems to work well because not a lot of DE actually comes off when you do a backwash, not as much as you would think. And so you can overcharge it and put too much in there and compact it. So I always err on the side of caution. If the filter holds six pounds of DE, I usually put about two pounds back in after backwashing it. But again, you'll kind of get to know the filter and how much DE to put back in. One way, of course, to know if you're putting the right amount of DE back in is when you go to clean the filter. So usually you want to backwash it in between cleaning. You want to take it apart completely every six months. So when you take it apart, and let's say you backwashed it once, you can kind of get an idea of how much diatomaceous earth is in that filter at that time. And maybe two pounds is too little, and so you have to put three pounds in next time, which is more or less the manufacturer recommendation after backwashing. But again, you'll know your filter the more you clean it, and you'll get to know the filters on your pool route. A good rule of thumb for a DE filter is to backwash it no more than two times before taking it apart and cleaning it, just because it's not as effective as taking the filter apart and cleaning it. And I have several videos on the best way to clean the filter, but I suggest if you do take it apart and clean it, you take the grids out one by one, hose them off one at a time and put it back in and that way you don't lose the pattern that's inside the filter, especially for the top manifold type D filters. You want to maintain that pattern to make it easy to put everything back together again. But again, two times for a D filter. And when do you want to backwash a filter? Typically if the PSI goes up by 10 PSI when you're going to backwash it. So if your D filter is at 20 PSI when it's clean, if it goes up to 30 PSI, you want to backwash it. And the same thing with a sand filter. When it goes from 20 PSI to 30 PSI, you want to backwash it. And I really wouldn't backwash a D filter or a sand filter unless it reaches that 10 PSI threshold or close to that. So if you have a sand filter and three weeks after backwashing and it's at 25 PSI, I wouldn't backwash it until it gets to 28 or 30 because over backwashing a sand filter is not effective. 
And of course, over backwashing a D filter is not effective because you gotta recharge it and add more D to it. And eventually you're gonna compact that filter with too much DE. You always wanna add DE when you backwash a D filter. Sometimes if you do like a quick 20 second backwash to kind of clear out everything, you don't need to do that. But typically, if you do a one to two minute backwashing of a D filter, recharge that because if it has too little DE, it's not gonna work effectively. The reason why the DE is in there in the first place, it coats the grid so that the dirt and all the, you know, dead organics and algae will stick to it. So if there's not enough DE on the grids, then the cloth is exposed and it's not going to filter properly. So you definitely want to recharge it after you backwash a DE filter. With a sand filter, you don't have to do anything to it after you backwash it. The sand doesn't really get expelled. It's all the dirt on top of the sand that gets expelled. So there's no worry about recharging it with sand. So don't worry about adding more sand to the sand filter after backwashing it. The sand doesn't go anywhere. It's too heavy. The dirt is what actually leaves the pool. It leaves the, uh, when you backwash it, the dirt is actually what leaves when you backwash it. So no worries there. There's nothing to do except turn it back to filter, turn it to rinse mode, and then back to filter mode with a multi-port valve. Or if you have a piston push-pull valve on your sand filter, just put it back to filter mode, and that's all you have to do. You're looking for other podcasts I recorded, and with close to 1,200 podcast episodes, there's definitely something you could find on my site. Go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down many of other podcasts I recorded. If you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.